episode six of the Fast Break. Yesterday, we talked about mid-major stars, including Obi Toppin and the NBA draft lottery. Today, we're doing our second prospect breakdown, first with Anthony Edwards, and today we have LaMelo Ball. With me is my co-host, Aaron Spute, and our guest today, once again, Jack Sauer. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, let's get right into it with the spank. Uh, LaMelo Ball, Aaron, what do you have to add spank? Well, I, I, I just think it's very interesting. Um, when you when you look him up, you find all these highlights. I mean, he people knew his name since he was 13 years old. I mean, he, he's been – you can look up highlights, but you, you've been seeing his highlights since he was a sophomore in high school. Like, uh, it, it's kind of hard to see how he is as a player because, uh, he, I mean, he's had crazy highlights for so long. But I think he has a lot of strengths. Well, I don't know. I, I think he has a lot of scoring options, scoring abilities. I'd say he's similar to some other players in this draft where uh, they're definitely score first. They uh, that's that's their goal every game. Jack, uh, I think his his biggest strength is that he's been playing with older guys since you know he was thirteen. He was playing high school basketball for one of the best teams in the nation. But just playing in Australia, too, it's, you know, he's playing against grown men as a teenager. I think that'll really help him in the NBA. Yep. All right, my strength for him, he's got good length for his position. I think he can be a good outside shooter. Uh, his jumper's broken right now, though, but I think if he puts it together and rebuilds his jumper, uh, he can be a good shooter. Uh, my number one strength with him is he is a great uh, facilitator, very very creative and crafty. Um, yeah. And uh, I also think it's interesting, Jack's point about how it could have been an advantage playing overseas. But I think that also could have hurt him. I mean, he's been hyped up since he was 15, but playing overseas, I think less people actually ended up getting to watch him. I think on the college stage, he could have uh, seen more people watching him. And he got he got the chance to put up numbers, but... Uh, he didn't really have a great chance to uh, play with some young talent or ha- have a, a great coach leading him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, comparing him to his brothers, I think he, he's two inches taller than Lonzo and three inches taller than Leangelo. But as you saw with Lonzo in the NBA, he came in with a horrible jump shot. And it got fixed. I mean, Lamelo's gonna be fixed by these NBA coaches when he's when he's with the best shooting coaches in the world day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, he also plays point guard, uh, and he's six eight. So I think I don't know. He's not a very good shot creator. He kind of play tries to play like Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry combined. You know, shooting deep bombs and tries to do all these handles, but doesn't really always take him anywhere, and he never doesn't really play any defense, so that's definitely uh, something lacking with him. Yeah, I do think his height will help him, too, like you said, at the at the guard position. He'll be one of the tallest point guards in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, yeah, 6'7 point guard, 6'8 or whatever. I mean, that's something emerging in the NBA, and he had a lot of assists, not too many turnovers. I think Lonzo has kind of emerged to be a uh, passer, and that's a lot of strength of his. But he's a lot more flashy. I feel like he always kind of had more uh, height than Leangelo. 
Langell never had the highlight plays, and Lonzo was the first one, the only one to go to a real college. So I think he actually plays a lot different than Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo's good at defense. He doesn't really shoot a lot. He plays smart, and Lamont's a lot more polarizing. He, he, he takes the risky shots and stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, something that people point out as a weakness is, you know, he's kind of skinny. I really don't see that being an issue when he's when he's um, in the NBA. He can get stronger and he can get bigger. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of risk with taking him because, I mean, uh, I don't think Ben's very high on him. But uh, a lot of teams really like the chance, and he's going to bring media attention. Uh, I know the Knicks are automatically going to get it, <laughs> but... Uh, some of these other teams, they're, they're not, they're, they don't always have the spotlight on them. But adding Lamelo Ball, that's going to give them a lot of uh, attention that they wouldn't always have. Yeah. But I mean, a, lo- a lot of teams I just don't think would take the risk. I mean, uh, the Suns passed on Luka Doncic, and I think he was far less of a risk than Lamelo Ball. So I think if people are going to pass on Luka Doncic, then people are going to pass on Lamelo Ball. Yeah, that's a good point. He's got a high ceiling, but he's also is kind of a risky pick. All right, it's very polarizing. No problem. All right, uh, so as I was saying earlier, I'll finish up quickly. Strengths, biggest one for me is he's crafty with the hand, he can score on multiple levels of playmaking. Uh, we weaknesses right now? Is that where we're at? We kind of covered a lot of things. So we talked about uh, how he plays. Uh, weaknesses, comparisons with Lonzo and Leangelo, uh, and how overseas has helped and hurt him. Ben, what do you think his biggest weakness is? Uh, his body type. Uh, he's got great height, great length of position, but he is 6'8", 165. He needs to put on good weight. It can't just be weight. It has to be valuable strength. He needs to get up to at least 190, 195. He doesn't have enough muscle right now. That, that's his biggest problem for me. Um, defense, he sometimes lacks his IQ. Uh, he needs to use his length. And I, like like I said before, he got kicked out. I think he can be a good three-point shooter. Um, but he only shot 28% from three in the Australian League last year. Those are the main, main weaknesses for me. But um, I, I think he – I caught a little bit. You guys said he could be risky, but not as risky as some other players. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. So, uh, it uh, seems like Jack kind of thinks that overseas has really helped him. I think he could have uh, helped, been helped more at a college level. I think overseas actually could have hurt him. What do you think, Ben? I think I'm, I'm kind of neutral on that, honestly. Um, you guys were talking about comparisons between Lonzo and Leandolo. Uh, I think he's more independent from LeVar than those two, which I think helps him. Um, I don't think really playing college basketball is up to him. I think LeVar kind of ruined that experience for him. He really never had the chance to. Um, but I think he did have some good competition in New Zealand and Australia. That's better than some leagues, not, not obviously the best overseas. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely – I don't think it definitely hurt him as much as it could have. Um, but I think playing college, like Aaron says, it could have uh, benefited him more. I think it's interesting the distance from LeVar. I mean, Lonzo last season decided to stop wearing those shoes. He now wears Kobe's, I believe. Um, and, uh, uh, also LeVar, he kind of realized that maybe, uh, putting them in this spotlight wasn't so great because, uh, like you said, LaMelo, he never really had a chance to play college basketball when you're making 
thousands of dollars, you don't really ever get that. You're not even really putting that as a consideration. And uh, Leandro, with all of his like antics over in China and like stuff he was doing overseas, he also kind of lost his chance to play in the NBA. So I think Lavar's kind of distanced himself too, but he's still giving them enough hype that no matter where Lamelo goes, that team is going to get a lot of media attention. Yep, I agree with that. Um, did you guys, when I was out, did you guys bring up his defense at all? We we did a little bit. I just said it wasn't very good, but I'm sure you can elaborate yeah. on that. Yeah, he, kind of the same with Edwards that we talked about on Saturday. Um, I think it's, he just lacks some, some defensive IQ, honestly, and it'll be a lot harder in the NBA than it was in New Zealand, Australia, and even high school. He's, he's got to really pick it up there. I think a lot of these guys in this draft, more so than usual, need to improve on the, on the defensive end. That's the one... One area where Toppin excels more than the other guys who we talked about yesterday. Um, I think defense, is, defense and his body are his biggest weakness, and those go hand in hand. Yeah, but I'd Definitely. say with a lot of these rookies, they're really not expected to guard the other team's top player. Mm-hmm. I think I think yep. teams should be looking for someone who can score for them and fill fill the spot they need on their roster. If that is a good defender, then yeah, Melo is not a great pick. But just as long as he can score the ball, he can fit in with a lot of teams in the NBA. Well, I think it's, I think it's more than just the body type. I think it's also a question of his effort. I think he uh, could. I mean, he might not be the best defender physically how he's built, but you're seeing clips of people just running past him, just watching him. It's like old James Harden clips. He's not even trying. And uh, I think. Whereas teams aren't going to take him as a defender, if he's like, if he's hurting their team on the defensive ends, and where players like try to, who, whoever he's guarding is automatically needed, you have to help that help on that player. And he's becoming a weakness on the defensive end, then that's definitely going to be a concern. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're not putting up um, hard and scoring type numbers. Then you have to you have to at least be an average defender in the in the NBA. Mm-hmm. When I study his film, what I see, he played some pretty good competition and some very low competition. But the main thing that sticks out to me is how broken his jump shot is. You guys see that as well? Yeah, we Jack talked. mentioned that Lonzo also had a broken jump shot. Yeah, I, I don't see that as a big. Yeah, Lonzo. Some people just. You saw it happen with Lonzo. I mean, when they're with those NBA shooting coaches every single day, you can fix a, a jump shot and, mm-hmm. you know, get him to be a somewhat consistent three-point shooter. Yeah, that's a very good point with, with uh, bringing, up, bringing back to Lonzo, where he his jump shot, some could argue, is even worse. Um, I think I said already uh, Lamelo in Australia shot 28% from three this year. Um, but the number I did see with Lonzo, a little off-topic, was everybody, would you guys agree that Devin Booker is a better three-point shooter than Lonzo Ball? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, all the numbers I look at, analytics and stuff, Lonzo shot one more three per game and shot 5% higher than Devin Booker did. From three Interesting. So I think Jack makes a good point. Um, when you work at those shooting coaches every day, shooting is very important to the front office and the coaches now. I think it can be fixed. It just... And that, that's why, I really, I had shooting as one of my strengths. Really, I think it, I think uh, he can be a really good shooter. I think that's also just kind of a, a problem with overseas. Uh, even in college, there's shooting coaches. There's coaches that are really going to help you improve your jump shot. And overseas, he didn't really get that type of treatment. I don't think the coaches were worried about fixing him. Mm-hmm. They're maybe just 
Um, and so I think if he had been in a college setting, I mean, he didn't really have that option with uh, the business he was in and everything. But I think that he could have already had a jump start on trying to fix his shot, which is definitely uh, a weakness of his. Yep. All right. So like we did with Edwards on uh, on Saturday, where do you see him being picked? I think it can really vary on the team. Um, I think I don't know what different teams front offices are doing, but it depends who they like and what type of risk they're trying to take. I mean, the Warriors obviously don't need a point guard They're I seriously doubt they're going to take LaMelo Ball. But um, if if they were near point guard, I don't think they would mind taking him because they already have, they're already probably going to make the playoffs. And if anything, he's not going to hurt them. So I think a team like that who, who just could use anything or a team that really needs the media attention. I mean, no one's talk, talking about the Hornets. I mean, nobody's talked about them since uh, uh, Kemba Walker left. So I think that they could use the media attention. I mean, lots of teams. The Hawks, the Cavs, no one, no one's talking about those teams right now. I don't see the Hawks taking him for one because they have Trey Young. Oh, yeah, I, think, I guess. I think the yeah, Hawks will be right. pretty good in the next few years. Um, I, I agree with you. He's kind of a team need pick, especially in this year where there's not his true, clear best player. For that reason, I have him through one through six range. I think he could fall lower than that. I don't see him going number one. But I think he's a big range. He, he could really be anywhere in the lottery, in my opinion. Yeah. It's amazing. He's he's not a great pick for the Timberwolves just because what they need is a vet, an NBA veteran that will you know get their team together and can lead their team. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the Timberwolves will pick him, or they might trade down. But I, I don't think he would fit well um, on the Warriors either. But any team after that, Hornets, Bulls, Cavs, I think he could fit in really well on one of those teams. Yep, very good point. Uh, we, we talked about last Thursday, really, that we we see the Timberwolves could trade their number one pick. There's a really good chance the Warriors trade down from two. It'll be interesting to see how this draft shapes up in the coming weeks. Um, but I think that's all we got for today. Thank you for watching. This has been episode six of The Fast Break.